During this wonderful, festive time of year, friends and family gather together to celebrate the splendors of the season. And gathered together here in the studio are a dozen or so prodigiously talented friends for an hour of goodwill, merriment, and music making. This is Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Tim Slover, and today you're in for a very special Christmas treat because the lower lights are with us. I couldn't be more thrilled. The lower lights are a constantly shifting collective of some 30 professional musicians, as many of which as possible come together for a given concert or recording to sing, strum, bow, pluck, drum, and sometimes stomp out folk and bluegrass-inflected arrangements of the Christian songbook. They first convened in October of 2009 for five days of recording. Their goal was to breathe new life into hymns, familiar ones, overlooked ones, Hank Williams hymns, and more. When the week was over, the Lower Lights had 30 or so songs, a selection of which became their frankly thrilling debut album, A Hymn Revival, which was released in the autumn of 2010. They followed that up with two more equally compelling hymn revival albums, a live album, and Come Let Us Adore Him, their Christmas relief, release from which we'll uh, hear some selections today. The Lower Lights performed their bluegrass, gospel, folk, Americana hymn revival in intimate living rooms and churches, as well as large concert halls and amphitheaters, even on rooftops. They encouraged their audiences to clap, stomp, and sing along, so feel free to do that wherever you're listening, unless you're driving. Well, we have an impressive collection of guitars and banjos and drums, other exotic percussion instruments, bells, mandolins in the studio, and they'll be variously played by the multi-instrumentally talented Colin Botts, Dustin Christensen, Dylan Shorer, Mark Smith, Scott Wiley, and Tyler Lamborn. A couple of them will be singing along with vocalists Dominic Moore, Sherry Call, Sarah Sample, and Deborah Fotheringham. Pat Campbell and Darren Lesweer will be playing percussion. Brian Hardy is on piano and pump organ. I'm thrilled to have a pump organ in the studio. The Lower Lights. ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. Shall we? 
Christmas Day on Christmas Day And all the bells on earth shall ring On Christmas Day in the morning And all the angels in heaven shall sing On Christmas Day, on Christmas Day And all the angels in heaven shall sing On Christmas Day in the morning
You just heard the well-known Christmas hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful. That was preceded by the 17th century English carol, I Saw Three Ships, both arranged by the Lower Lights and featured in their Christmas album, Come Let Us Adore Him. Now I get to talk to Scott Wiley. Hi, Scott. Hello. You play the electric guitar and banjo, probably other stuff. Yeah. I, you know, whatever needs to be played when someone doesn't show up. <laughs> and you're also a recording engineer. That's right. And uh, you were the recording engineer and producer at June Studios. That's right. Uh, when the Lower Lights recorded their first album. Right. Uh, called A Hymn Revival. Did you know it was going to be called a hymn revival before you started? We did kind of have the the idea of that being part of the name and tied to the name before we began. Um, you know, it was just this idea to book the studio and invite as many people as we could and see what happened. And we kind of knew that we wanted it to be hymns and spirituals. And we thought that the hymn revival title kind of covered everything we wanted the shows to be and also what we were trying to accomplish through the music. How many years in the making was it? Had you... And others thought about doing something like this for a while? Or yeah, did it... Pat, Pat Campbell, who's playing um, drums, and I had both been kind of thinking about doing something like this in parallel and had spoken about it. Uh, and then I think there was a moment where we kind of realized that uh, we had this amazing group of people that we all that we knew and that would all kind of get into the spirit of doing this. And at some point, we all just decided, let's just go ahead and book the time and see what happens. And, you know, the... The sessions themselves were an experiment, and what became of the group were kind of, you know, just kind of grew out of that. It wasn't planned that, oh, let's go play shows and let's do firesides and these things. Amazing. I, like many sneaky fans that you don't know about, I have a YouTube <laughs> collection of uh, a lot of your music, and, and some of it, I think, is from that very recording session. Um, and I... Uh, there's a particular one uh, where you perform secret prayer. And what mm -hmm. struck me was just how sort of fresh and new you made that hymn. Uh, can you describe just what was it like inside that studio? Well, we, from a recording standpoint, I wasn't exactly sure how we were going to accomplish this with, given so many people. Um, so that secret prayer was the first thing that the group ever recorded. And it was done a little bit differently where it was just done around one microphone. And later we kind of graduated with so many people to kind of getting everyone on their own microphones and spread all over the studio. But uh, I don't remember whose idea was that. Was that Paul's or? So Paul Jacobson just kind of thought maybe we could do the song like this. And then you had Deborah and Dustin, Ryan Tanner. And they just, I mean, really, like it was the first day. It was early on. It was like, well, how about this? And we, they just did it. And then some of us were kind of there to sing back up on a later chorus but really that just like that was the first thing that was the very first thing we ever tried and what you've seen on the video is the recording of that we thought well this is unique enough that we should have somebody there to document it so that's the actual take it wasn't meant to be a music video that was like the filming of that recording and 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 you you wanted a live sound right yeah rather it, than multi-tracked and that's right i mean yeah we we wanted a live sound and it's very live you know it's just we do it really fast, uh, and we just kind of throw out the songs, and maybe we do them five times, and then later I kind of sift through and see, you know, which parts are the best, and and figure out which which songs worked in what way. But but yeah, it was it was meant to be live from the beginning, and in most cases we didn't even wear headphones; we just played as we are in huh. here, which is kind of everybody filling up the studio. And can we hear some more live music now? Sure, that'd be great. Okay, thank you. The lower lights. Angels we have 
to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. If you don't like that, you got a hole in your soul. We've just been favored with two more selections from the Lower Lights' wonderful Christmas album, Come Let Us Adore Him. First, the French carol, Angels We Have Heard on High, 
and that was followed by the African-American spiritual Go Tell It on the Mountain. I'm Tim Slover, and you're tuned into a special holiday edition of Highway 89 with the lower lights on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Now I get to talk to uh, percussionist uh, and musical genius Pat Campbell. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about the genius part, but thank you, whoever wrote that. Uh, There's something about the way that uh, the Lower Lights makes music in public that seems to invite audiences to make music with you. Uh, And it feels a little like community music, despite your consummate professionalism. I just wonder, what, what happens in the audiences when you play? Have you seen people singing along and all that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I think one of the most memorable shows that we've played was at the Assembly Hall on Temple Square in Salt Lake, which is a very historic and old building. And um, I've never played the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, but I imagine it's, you know, it kind of has that same thing. I've been in the building and, and, you know, people were stomping and clapping and it was, you know, it was electric. It, uh, so, I mean, this the the advantage that we have versus a lot of other bands is that you know, this isn't our, this isn't our material. Like we've played, you know, this is wallpaper for a lot of people, and and they've grown up with it, and it's been, you know, a foundation of their, you know, their spiritual life. Their, you know, it's been the backdrop of a lot of people. So, you know, we have that advantage, I guess. So they know the words, and they can go into it. But I think one of the most satisfying experiences is when I'm driving around in my minivan, which I'll be proud to say that I own a minivan. <laughs> And uh, I look back in the mirror, and I, or the rearview mirror, and I see my kids singing, you know, and they know these songs, and they're, you know, they're not very old, but they, you know, they embrace them from a different level that I ever did when I was their age. So it's, it's a communal music, yes, absolutely. I read in an interview that you did that you once said that um, you sort of envisioned some of this as what it might be like for 19th century pioneers singing around a campfire, a celebration after a long day's journey. Does a bit of that get into the recordings? Yeah, I mean, to go back to Scott's point, you know, this was very much intended to be a live recording. Um, and yeah, I, I, I guess in my mind, I, I, I have pioneer stock and I started reading some of their histories and, and I became really intrigued with, you know, what happened at night when they circled the wagons and what instruments did they have and what did music sound like on the plains of Nebraska in 1851? You know, I, I was very curious about that, and and I've never crossed the plains on foot, you know, but I know that I can just, well, I can just imagine what a, you know, what a hard thing that would be, and to find the energy at the end of the day to, you know, pick up whatever instruments they had and make music, I thought was, you know, was worth celebrating. And so I think in a lot of ways, this band embodies that spirit. You know, we're all very, very busy people. And it's really hard for us all to come together. And when we do, a lot of us are tired. We've been working all day. But still, we find a lot of joy in, this song, in, in these songs and in this music. And it, you know, it picks us up. So, I know your great-great-grandfather um, was Henry Lunt, who was one of those 19th century pioneers that crossed the plains. And uh, we have a Christmas memory that your great-great-grandfather wrote more than 160 years ago. Uh, in the town of Cedar City, Utah. This is what Pat Campbell's great-great-grandfather, Henry Lunt, wrote. Tremendous, stormy night of wind, rain, and snow. 
It was very cold, and the mountains looked most beautiful and sublime. White all over. The next morning, December 24, the snow was drifted as high as two feet. We attended the dinner party in the schoolhouse, which was most beautifully decorated with evergreens. And after singing and prayer, dancing commenced, and together with songs, glees, and pieces which were performed, the amusements continued till midnight. The choir then went about singing Christmas songs, which serenaded the town most beautifully.
silver bells It's Christmas time in the city You're listening to a special Christmas edition of Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Tim Slover, and my guests this hour are the Lower Lights, who just performed the 1950 classic Silver Bells, and before that, White Christmas. The Lower Lights are prominent Utah-based musicians who come together to breathe new life into traditional hymns and other musical classics. We're very fortunate to have them in the studio today performing favorite pieces 
from their albums A Hymn Revival, Volumes 1 and 2, and their Christmas album Come Let Us Adore Him. Now next, they'll perform Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy. This is a hymn of great importance to them. Listen to a few lines of the lyrics and you'll know why. Brightly beams our Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore, but to us he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the wave. Some poor, struggling, fainting seaman, you may rescue, you may save.
that 19th century American hymn, For the Beauty of the Earth, was actually penned during the Civil War and was just rendered beautifully by our special guests, the Lower Lights. That song was preceded by Brightly Beams, Our Father's Mercy. Thank you for joining us for a special holiday edition of Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And facing me now across the Great Divide is singer-songwriter Sarah Sample. Hi. It's as much alliteration as I can get into it. <laughs> Um, I know, Sarah, that you sing your own material. Uh, you have your own life, like all these other fine musicians. Yeah. Uh, can what is it like to have to sublimate, you know, your own <laughs> talents as a singer songwriter to play these public domain songs with these people? Oh, I love it. Um, it's it's a really different experience um, going from playing your own material that I think sometimes we're overly precious about to getting the gift of playing music that, like Pat was saying, is so well-known and so loved. So I think it takes a lot of the ego out of performing and allows us to really be a family and be a group to sing together instead of, you know, it's not really about the spotlight. It's about the the group creation of what we can come up with. So. Beautifully said. Now, Christmas time, Christmas <laughs> memories. I understand your your late grandmother uh, had the same uh, Christmas carol book that we have at our house, the Reader's Digest. Reader's Digest. Christmas songs. Um, I love it. And that she played the piano and the organ. Any memories of singing with your grandmother or hearing her sing? Or how did that go? Yeah, I, my grandmother grew up in a three-room farmhouse in central Utah. And her father played the piano by ear. And she got out of doing the dishes every night if she would practice the piano. So as a girl, she grew up practicing the piano to get out of dishes. And um, she was really the musical, I think, guide of our family growing up. And that's one thing that I think is so wonderful about this group is it really is a family. And, and most of these songs bring people together usually. So uh, we would just flip through the Reader's Digest and sing almost the whole book, you know, every weeks leading up to Christmas, we would start singing. I'm one of those people that actually listens to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Here, so. here, here, here. <laughs> um, I just love it. And so to be part of this project brings a lot of family memories back for me. But it, I think it's also provided a really like a family memory of being part of this Lower Lights family is really wonderful. So we hope that this is what this music does for people listening is it creates a, a place for people to gather and sing along. Thank you. It is surely doing that for us today. Thank you very much. Uh, the Lower Lights uh, will now sing their rendition of Nearer My God to Thee. To thee, 
Thank you, Lower Lights, for that glorious performance of Nearer My God to Thee. Well, this hour has gone too quickly for me. I hope you will all come back soon in one form or another, in twos and threes or dozens. The Lower Lights are Deborah Fotheringham, Dominic Moore, Sherry Call, Sarah Sample, Colin Botts, Dustin Christensen, Pat Campbell, Darren Lasweer, Brian Hardy, Dylan Shorer, Mark Smith, Scott Wiley and Tyler Lamborn. Thanks to each of you. And special thanks also to Sarah Wiley of Downtown Provo's Rooftop Concert Series for helping to organize this performance. The Lower Lights first convened in 2009 for five days of recording familiar hymns, overlooked hymns, Hank Williams hymns, and more. That session resulted in their debut album, A Hymn Revival, which has recently been followed up by a second installment as well as their Christmas album, Come Let Us Adore Him. For information about the Lower Lights and their upcoming concerts and album releases, visit their website, thelowerlights.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and, of course, Twitter. We welcome your holiday wishes, figgy puddings, sugar cookies, your partridges and pear trees, as well as any comments or questions you might have. Simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineers today were Mark Waits, Scott Sandstrom, Igor Marks, and Juan Mijares. The producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Tim Slover, wishing you a jolly, safe, and peaceful holiday season. And from all of us at the studio, a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.